All right, Ramily, welcome back. This is episode 18 of the Mob Squad Pod. And this one is, and all the ones in the foreseeable future are going to be brought to you by Blue Wire Hustle, um, new group that we're affiliated with. Manny can tell you uh, all about that. So, Manny, if you want to tell the people about Blue Wire Hustle, by all means, now's your chance. Yeah, guys. Um, hi, Nick. Hi, Aaron. What's up, Rams fans? Uh, yeah, so we are now powered. Well, not powered. Well, per se, I like to say that. But, of course, with the more professional way, we're now brought to you by Blue Wire Hustle. Um, it's part of the Blue Wire podcast themselves, um, which is a company that does pods and whatnot out west. Uh, they are growing as we speak. So it's a um, it's a great opportunity that the Mob Squad Pod now has with them. Um, obviously, going forward, we'll be all of our episodes will be brought to you by them, and we will for sure have some special guests and whatnot throughout the throughout the season as you know the months go on and whatnot. So a huge and major announcement right now. So that's great news, and uh, we're only on episode eighteen, but it feels like we've been doing this for a long time, guys. But uh, hey, to much and much better uh, future endeavors for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So we got. Obviously, Manny's here, Aaron's here, we got the full gang here today. Um, we'll start off, just do a quick recap of last week's game against the Washington football team. Um, I think that went about as well as we all thought it was going to go. I think that's the game we thought that we were going to see against the Giants as well. Um, Wa- Washington really never stood a chance, um, and... The Rams are now NFC East champions. So, um, if you weren't paying, att- <laughs> if, if you weren't paying attention, the Rams have now beat every single team in the NFC East. Uh, so, the Rams are officially your 2020 NFC East champions. Because uh, based on what we're seeing so far this season, whoever wins the actual NFC East is not going to be a good team, and they're probably going to have a losing record. So, um. Overall, before we get into just the you know nuts and bolts of the game, um, Aaron, I'll start with you first. What was your kind of initial takeaway from this game? It was what I expected. I think the the final score is pretty close to what I had predicted, but uh, I was pretty impressed with the defense. I mean, they got eight total sacks, yeah. and of course, Aaron Donald with four. Um, I mean, I, I I shouldn't be too surprised, but uh, but I mean, I think I think that shows a lot from that defensive line really getting in there and putting pressure on the quarterback. Another thing was Alex Smith coming into the game. I was like, is he ready? He's listed as the backup quarterback, and then with Kyle Allen getting taken out, um, yeah, Alex Smith came in. Uh, he was nine of seventeen. I mean, he only had thirty seven yards uh, passing, but. I'm kind of I'm, I'm curious to see if he's going to be starting for them come this this next week and uh, honestly there really what there really wasn't much of a surprise Cam Akers was back in the game uh, he had nine carries for 61 yards uh, 6.8 average per carry but he did have a long of 46 yards so I mean the other eight were in a whole lot 15 yards there but yeah. um, Kind of curious to see how how Daryl Henderson Jr. will um, if his if his carry total will start to to lower down with Cam Akers maybe getting a little healthier. But overall, it's what I anticipated. Uh, it was a blowout, and um, I think Washington was winning seven to six at one point in the first quarter. But after that, it was all Rams. 
Yeah. Uh, Manny, what was your takeaway from this game? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think Aaron, he went through all the points, right? But I guess um, a much, much more improved performance overall by the team, especially after, yes, you beat the Giants last week, but you let that offense just go running up and down the field. Offense wasn't converting first downs. Um, So for the defense to come out and only give up 10 points all in the first half, that was very impressive. I understand against the Washington football team, this was as expected. But how about the Stafford Aaron Donald? Four total sacks, four solo total sacks overall with four sacks and all four for total loss. I mean, if there's any more of an impact that a defensive player can do in the game, it's having four total tackles that equal four sacks for four tackle for losses. I mean, this man is just playing outside of his mind. Troy Reader came up also big with 11 solo tackles by himself with also bringing in three sacks. Felt also um, good to see the running game once again get going by committee. Yes, of course, Cam Akers only had um, 61 total yards. Well, obviously on one carry, he had 46. But overall, the uh, team had over 30 carries with 129 yards. I've been saying it from the middle pack of the of the whole summer here. I think the Rams offense goes as long as their running game goes. The offensive line looks amazing right now, looks stout. Um, there were a couple of throws I thought Goff should have not thrown, but still, you know, going to, going and still throwing for over 300 yards, 21 out of 30 for two touchdowns, still has that one pick. But, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, go too much um, on that. But also, I think the story was as well for Alex Smith, man. Good for him. Happy for him and his family. Got kind of emotional seeing his wife there. Just, you know, she's kind of seen that he's warming up. And the moment he touches the field, the way she breaks down. I mean, those are the stories, right, that after, you know, this season has been all about pandemic and, you know, and COVID and whatnot. To see that type of story actually hit the hit the main screen, I thought that was actually really wonderful, um, you know, for him and his family. And and then of course, like it's an amazing story of the NFL, you know, like we would have never thought that that would have even been possible for him to come back and play football ever. But yeah, so yeah, the cool. um, the biggest thing that I remember from that game was obviously Alex Smith coming in, but everyone was kind of wondering how he was going to handle that first mm-hmm. hit. Um, and that was, I was worried, man. I, I, I was worried, man. Cause when he came in, the Rams defense was all of a sudden, like they were playing, like they came to play. And I was just playing, please. Like Alex Smith, if Aaron Donald's going up the middle, just go down, man. Don't, don't try to do anything <laughs> to you, bro. Yeah. They said that yeah. Alex Smith hadn't even taken any hits in practice yet. So it's kind of sketchy to take your first hit in live action. Um, and literally the first time I think they got to him or one of the first times they got to him, there's an amazing picture and there's an amazing shot of Aaron Donald literally jumping on his back. And Alex Smith is literally giving Aaron Donald like a piggyback ride for a good <laughs> second or two. Um, so if there's any questions about his leg, I mean, it held up all Aaron Donald um, and gave him a little piggyback ride. So I'm assuming the leg's good to go. I mean, you can't really pass much more of a stress test than that. Um, the win moved the team to 4-1 uh, and one on the year. So we're looking really good. Um, obviously, this is what you would have hoped to have seen against the Giants. But um, this was great. This was a good bounce back. Uh, the offense looked amazing. They got 429 yards total on the day. Uh, obviously, as you guys have already hit on, the pass rush came alive. Um, eight sacks is an amazing number. Uh, and it came from some people who you wouldn't normally expect. You know, Troy Reader having three of them. 
um, who started in place of Micah Kaiser. That's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Certainly wouldn't expect that week to week um, or expect another performance like that from him. But the fact that it happened and uh, uh, we got the win, I'm not going to complain. Great. Um, the Washington football team had, if I saw this correctly, in some of the stats, they had 108 total yards for the entire game. 108 total yards for the entire game. That's crazy. Um, this isn't like they weren't playing some Division Two Appalachian State. They were playing a National Football League professional football team, and they held them to just over 100 yards. That's pretty crazy to me. So defense is looking really good. Offense is looking really good. Uh, you get, uh, Aaron mentioned Jared Goff's numbers and I think Manny touched on it as well. So he did have the one interception. His passer rating was still one eleven. Um, so he's still looking really good. If you saw his touchdown celebration, when he tried to spike the ball, that was a little questionable. <laughs> <threw> it. <laughs> yeah. He basically tried to spike it and he ended up just kind of throwing like a pass <laughs> into the ground. That was a little suspect, but you know, the weather conditions weren't ideal in Washington. Uh, on Sunday. So I'm sure that led up to most of that. Um, we'll go ahead. And we'll move on to the 49er game. I don't really know much, how much more we can talk about that Washington I, game. Actually, I just had one more thing. Terry sure. McLaurin, 26 yards. That's it. Got shut down. Jalen Ramsey in the secondary came to work, baby. I mean, listen, I understand it's Alex Smith. And when you look at the numbers for their quarterbacks, I mean, it's pretty yikes. You have Kyle Allen went for nine for 13, but he got pulled. And then you have Alex Smith nine for 17. So in total, they went 18 out of 30. But for them, the only average 3.7 yards per pass. I mean, that's still damn impressive. Oh, yeah. What The other thing that I thought was really weird was (laughs) Kyle Allen got the start. Then he gets hurt. So Alex Smith comes in. Then they uh-huh. said Kyle Allen was cleared to come back, but Ron Rivera made the decision to keep Alex yeah. Smith in there. That but was then, re- really weird. Yeah, well, what I thought was weird was before the game, now Dwayne Hoskins was sent home because he had a stomach virus. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I thought he wasn't going to be on the team anymore, right? Isn't that the report that he got pulled because he wasn't you know, studying the playbook? So I guess he was on the team in the morning, and then he got sent home because of a stomach virus. I, I don't know. There's something fishy about that situation. Yeah, yeah take that weird. for uh, take that with a grain of salt. But I just thought that was really weird that Ron Rivera was like, yep, Kyle Allen's our starter. And then as soon as he was cleared to come back from his injury, he has a complete 180 change of heart. And he's like, nah, Alex Smith, you can stay out there. I'm like, uh, okay. Maybe he wanted, uh, <laughs> maybe he kind of thought that uh, Alex Smith's is a return can kind of boost the team per se, but. Yeah, when you're only rushing for 38 yards and you only pass for 111, yeah, that's not going to get it done in this league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head how many of those eight sacks were against Alex Smith, but he basically left him in there to get his ass Alex kicked. Smith got sacked six times, Kyle Allen twice. All right, well, welcome back, Alex. So uh, Alex Smith got sacked a total of six times for negative 31 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, those big, <laughs> big yikes, big yikes. Uh, so going on to uh, one of Alex Smith's former teams, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is our week six matchup. We're on the road again, but at least we're back on the West Coast for a change. Um, and this is really weird to me. We're in week six, and this is the Rams' first divisional game of the season. 
I had that hadn't even occurred to me until I was doing my research for the um, the episode. So I don't know why I thought they had already played somebody, but they hadn't yet. So this is their first divisional matchup. So this is going to be a big one. Um, and it's coming against the team that won the division last season, was the Super Bowl representative for the NFC. So obviously you want to win this game. And they're coming into this game in a really great spot because the 49ers have been not last year's 49ers at all. And they've been ravaged by injuries. And now there's starting to be a lot more questions at quarterback. So the 49ers appear to be on the ropes at, at minimum. They're on the ropes. They're, they're hurting. So uh, this looks to be like a prime sort of spot for the Rams to come in um, and show the league and show the rest of the division. Like, Hey, this is our division. We're legit this year. You guys need to start giving us, you know, the respect that we deserve. So just a couple nuggets I found that I thought were worth sharing for the matchup between the two Rams and 49ers have split their series uh, three and three since Sean McVay took over as head coach. Uh, the 49ers won both head to head meetings last season. Rams are tied for the league lead with 20 sacks right now, while the 49ers have allowed the fourth most in the NFL. So, are we going to see another eight sack performance? I don't know, but is it possible? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's very possible. Um, Jared Goff is two and one in his career at Levi Stadium with seven touchdowns and one pick. So good to go there. Shouldn't be a problem. And the Rams are eight and five in primetime games since 2017, while the 49ers are six and five in that same time span. So on paper, just like we thought against the Giants and just like we thought against uh, Washington on paper, this looks like a pretty lopsided matchup and it doesn't appear like the Rams should have that much of an issue against this team right now. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Maybe I'm reading the room wrong here. Manny, do you think that this is going to be more challenging than I think it's going to be? I mean, listen, it's a rivalry game. The Niners have not played well in back-to-back weeks. There's, it, you know, they're going through back-to-back losses against the Eagles and the Dolphins. And listen, the Miami Dolphins came in there with a mindset of attacking that Niners secondary. And I know Sean McVay, you know, if there's anything that he's done this week is to make sure that he's, you know, made some play scripts or whatnot to make sure that that keeps happening. Um, you know, during the offseason – I don't know if you guys said it, but I definitely said it. I thought um, by them trading DeForest Buckner, listen, I understood they had Bosa and they still trusted that that strong linebacking core by you know their own team. But now you lose Bosa. You don't have no interior pressure up front. Okay. If Buckner was there, that could have been probably a little bit helpful towards the secondary. But listen, no Richard Sherman, not saying that he would have made a difference. But that Niner secondary is leaving gaps open. They're leaving their assignments and they have absolutely no idea what's happening after each quarter because, you know, we like I've seen it against the Eagles, which the Eagles had no wide receivers except for Zach Ertz. And then the Dolphins, all they have was Devontae Parker. Like you take those two guys out of the equation, it's like, well, the, the, the Niners secondary have been beaten by guys that we can't even pronounce. So, listen, in all honesty, the Rams should be able to win this game easily. But again, it's a robbery game. We know, and we know what happens in rivalry games. Throw out the records. It doesn't matter. Um, golf has nice stats, but last year we should have won that game. It didn't happen. I know Jalen Ramsey wants to get back out there and to prove, you know, because, you know, we all remember the fourth down play that he gave up to Sanders 
you know, oh, well, he should have not been so, you know, sucked in. He should have been, you know, much more deeper. So I'm sure that he wants some redemption for that. You know what? And let's get in there and play 60 minutes of Rams ball, man. Get the W. And you know what? Because the Seattle Seahawks, they're not going to stop playing well. <laughs> I, I kind of looked at their schedule and it's like, you know what? We got to keep up with them. Um, you know, I think that San Francisco is definitely going, is trending low. Um, not saying that Jimmy G can't get hot, but, you know, once again, he's not playing well right now. He's still lingering on that, you know, injury or, what, or whatnot that he has. So I, I don't think the Rams should have an issue winning this game. The question will be how prepared in the beginning will they be? Um, you know, we can't have them being down 17 nothing, and then all of a sudden, hey, you know, let's pretend like we're in Orchard Park in, you know, in upstate New York, in Buffalo, and now let's start playing. No, no, no. Um, like I said, this is a robbery game, and you need to hit the opponent in the mouth right away. And um, I'm looking forward to see what Sean McVay does, at least on his first possession on offense, because that, to me, is going to tell how the game is going to trend for the Rams. Aaron, what do you think? Do you think this one's going to be a little bit along the lines of what we've seen the past couple of weeks or like last week where it was kind of a, you know, steamrolling the opponent? Or do you think this is going to be a little bit closer? I mean, it is a rivalry game, so I want to say it's going to be a little bit closer. But after watching the 49ers play last week, they looked like an absolute disaster. And I can't imagine... I mean, look, you got Ryan Fitzmagic over there throwing three touchdown passes, 350 passing yards to who? A guy named Preston Williams who had 106 yards, never heard of him. Uh, and then Devontae Parker, who only got 50 yards. You look at the Rams offense, you got Jared, uh, Jared Goff. And then I think a lot stronger wide receiver core with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I feel like this the Rams offense is going to be a lot I think they're a lot more dynamic than the Dolphins, a lot better than the Dolphins offense. And I think they have a lot of opportunity to really flash that during this game because the 49ers defense, I mean, let's face it, they are definitely not the defense of last year. And I think Manny's already did a good job of hitting on some of the key uh, points on that side of the, that side of the field. But look at the offense. You got like, Jimmy G spot there. <laughs> you got, you got pulled for CJ Beathard. Um, is he even going to start this week? I don't know if they've even uh, named him as a starter this week yet. So I don't know if you guys know, but I don't think I don't think they've even named him as a starter this week. So who are we going to get at quarterback? Really, and then who's a threat on the offense? Debo Samuel's been dealing with an injury. You got George Kittle, who's always a stud, but he's also dealing with an injury. Um, and then this guy Brandon, I can't even say his last name. Ayu Ayuk. Ayuk, yes. Ayuk? Yeah, Aaron, oh, yeah. I messed Aaron, that thing up every yeah. time. Yeah, Aaron, uh, all all things point to Jimmy Garoppolo starting. Oh, are they gonna okay? As far as reports that I'm reading, because he did not look good. By the, at way, all by the way, do not sleep on Ayuk. That kid yeah, is Ayuk. like people on uh, people underrated him and whatnot, but he's very shifty. So is Debo, um, and we know about George Kittle. Um, but listen. You know, I don't think the Rams defense should, you know, be anything, um, you know, per se, like scared of any deep threats, whatnot. It's the whole thing is about bringing down Kittle as soon as he catches the football. Yeah, I say stop Kittle. Uh, the the wide receivers, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about because I think our corners are gonna hold up just fine. Um, and then stop Mostert, uh, Raheem. Um, stop that that ground game. Uh, I. 
I'm not really worried about this game at all. Um, if you would ask me five weeks ago, yeah, I was definitely worried about this game. Right now, no, not at all. Yeah, um, kind of right there with you. Uh, five weeks ago, this was a much different team. Uh, right now, they're kind of in, coming in a little bit of a shell of themselves. So um, statistically, they don't look horrible on paper. Um, the Their offense, like their total offense is bottom half of the league. Uh, but their rushing, you know, their rushing game is still really good. They still have a top 10 rushing attack. So if they can get that going, then maybe they can build off that. Uh, defensively, they're still top half um, as far as like total defense. They're actually right behind the Rams. Uh, so, you know, statistically on paper, they don't look horrible, I guess. Um, but like you guys said, just the people on the field, there's so much going on as far as injuries and um, just general confidence coming into the game. You would have to think that coming into this game, Jimmy Garoppolo's confidence has got to be shaken. I mean, he got pulled. He was already hurt. He hasn't done well when he has played. People are starting to, you know, write columns and ask questions and talk on Twitter and all these other places about whether he's really the guy, whether he's actually any good. So th- there's a lot going on here. Um, yeah. I, I, I no, feel but like... then also, yeah, Nick, I'm so sorry to, to, to uh, I cut you off there, but I also think that um, the head coach for the Niners, um, Shanahan, I, I – I think he's trying to force this into Jimmy's hands and he's kind of seeing that right in front of his eyes, Jimmy Garoppolo is unfolding. He's basically just fumbling it away. And the only way that he knows how to get him back on track is by, you know what I'm saying? Like he gets away from running the ball on consecutive um, plays and whatnot because he tries to get him into a rhythm. So I think last week when you saw it was back-to-back picks on back-to-back possessions when they could have ran the ball trying to chew up some clock and get some points before half. Instead, on the first play, he does a play-action pass, and he tries to hit the same guy except the play was reversed. So in my eyes, I feel like the head coach needs to know where his guy stands and where he's at, and instead of putting his guy in a bad position, he should just he should have just realized, you know, this is his first game back, you know, in a couple of weeks, you know, let me mold him into it. Instead, he went right out there and started calling plays like he's didn't get hurt. And in my eyes, I don't think that that was the right way to bring him back into the fold per se. Yeah. I, I feel like this game, I don't think it'll be a total blowout like the game against Washington, but I really don't think it's going to be that close either. So We'll see. Like you guys said, it's a division game, so you know, kind of all bets are off, so to speak. Um, By the way, but- no bone jerseys for the Rams. I just saw a tweet. Um, Niners are wearing their whites at home, so the Rams will be in royal blues and yellow. Yeah, right. I saw that whole story kind of unfolded earlier this week because the 49ers had announced that they were wearing their all-white throwbacks, and the Rams – I know we're kind of like, wait, we announced our uniforms like in the preseason and we already said that we were going to wear our our bone jerseys. So 
Uh, I don't know if that's just gamesmanship between the between the teams <laughs> and they're just messing with each other or or what that what the deal was there. But uh, yeah, that, that's just kind of funny. Um, as far as the injury front goes, um, the Rams are still relatively healthy. They haven't had any major issues pop up. Um, the biggest concerns is going to be Jordan Fuller is on injured reserve now with his shoulder injury. Uh, which unfortunately happened on like the literally the very last defensive play of the game. He got hurt. Um, so he's going to be out for at least three weeks uh, being on IR. Uh, hopefully it's not much longer than that because we've seen for a rookie, he's he's makes a big impact out there. And uh, Micah Kaiser with his groin injury, he's listed as probable last I saw. So hopefully he'll be good to go. Um, we can get some linebacker depth back. Uh, 49ers, Quan Alexander, he's got an ankle issue. Last I saw, he actually had just been ruled out. I don't know. I think that was Tom Pelissero that had reported that. I saw on Twitter. Um, I think that just happened not long ago. So he was questionable, but I think they've officially ruled him out. That's a big blow for them. Quan Alexander's a really good young linebacker for them. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was probable. Everything else we've seen has pointed to him being completely healthy quote-unquote now so apparently he's going to get the start he's good to go and uh dante johnson one of their corners has a groin issue he's questionable so in addition to i mean still like manny and, and aaron had already said no nick bosa uh george kittle still working through all of his issues richard sherman working through issues so kind of a like we said kind of a shell of themselves right now um as far as uh, the betting front goes, uh, right now the Rams surprisingly aren't getting a huge um, point spread here. They're only three-point favorites, um, which you would say is a little weird because they're the road team. Usually the home team's got the edge, but they're three-point favorites on the road, but I would have thought it would have been a little bit more than than just three points. Um, so I feel like that's a pretty safe bet because I feel like the, four, the Rams are going to win easily by more than three points. Uh, so the Rams are actually three and two this year against the spread, including two and one on the road. 49ers are zero and three against the spread at home this year. So all signs point to the Rams easily covering this. So if you want to put some money on the Rams at minus three, that's probably a good bet. Uh, the over under, uh, obviously that's always a little bit tougher to predict, but scoring across the league has been astronomical this season. So, um, it's at 51 and a half. So if you want to put the over on that one, might not be a bad idea. Uh, I think we've already kind of made it known that we think the Rams are going to win this one as far as final scores and predictions go. Aaron, I'll go ahead and start with you. You got like a score you want to throw out there for this one? Like you said, Ooh. I think last week you almost got the prediction right. Almost. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, let me see, um, 34 to 14. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Manny, you got a score or a prediction um, you want to throw out there? Well, since I was way off on the scoring uh, for last week, I'm not going to go this week with the scoring, but I am going to go with a prediction. Uh, Jalen Ramsey will have a pick six in this oh. game. Wow. Okay. Um, big time players make big time games and big time plays. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um, 
I, I think the Rams win, obviously. If I had to throw a score out there, uh, I would say something along the lines of maybe 28-13, 28-16, something like that. Um, but, however, guys, let's not be surprised, though, right, if in the fourth quarter the game is tied. Because, once again, this is a robbery game. Like, Yeah, like you, like you said, it's a rivalry <laughs> game, so anything can happen. Yeah. But I, I certainly don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I, I would expect Aaron Donald to have another phenomenal game. If he got another four-sack performance, I wouldn't be surprised. So I would expect him to have a really good game. And if he does have another four sack or three sack game, I I know it's really early in the season, but I think you would have to start giving him at least talk for MVP. MVP, correct. Yeah. Um. Obviously, defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah. At that point, but I think you would also have to kind of be like, you know, hey, Russell Wilson got it, Aaron Donald maybe. Uh, obviously, we know defenders don't normally get a lot of love when it comes to MVP voting, but you would have to think if he continues on this trajectory that he's on right now, um, he might get into some rare error. We're talking breaking the single season sack record or Ooh, something yeah. like that. He could potentially get some MVP votes. Who knows? Could. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so we'll uh, do another episode, obviously, next week. And... Uh, who knows? It might be one of those preview and then recap or might be a little combo piece like we did today. Um, thanks for listening. As always, guys, um, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Mob Squad Pod. Uh, we would love to talk to you guys, interact with you guys, answer questions, whatever you guys got. Um, and I know, Manny, your Twitter handle, it's at Manny underscore. Is it uh, CVB? No, it's uh, Manny C underscore 17. So, oh, okay. All right. Um, and then I haven't, I, I haven't changed it in months so that you can remember, Nick. I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of let down right now. <laughs> I'm not a, yeah, when it comes to actual Twitter handles, I'm not super good with that stuff. Um, and By the then, way, a quick, uh, a quick update here. Um, Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams for us, we had her on for the first time on the podcast during the summer. Um, she will be joining us probably for Dolphins week or maybe even the bye week. So that's also great stuff there um, to also look forward to and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, Jordan's awesome. So we'd love to have her on. That'd be great if that works out. That'd be sweet. Um, Aaron, uh, still getting used to the Twitter game. I think we make fun of him every time, but he I've is retweeted also on Twitter. He I've has retweeted. retweeted. He's got the retweet button yeah, down. He's, he's getting there. The handle is at Aaron. I retweet. So, oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, so at American Airhead, still one of my favorite Twitter <laughs> handles. And uh, at Week Sauce 13 is myself. So we're looking forward to uh, this game on Sunday. Should be a good one. Uh, prime time, baby. Let's go. Yeah, in prime time. Um, I would love to see the Rams put on a hell of a show and maybe start getting some respect because I feel like the national media – all everyone wants to talk about is um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, Brady and the Bucks. Uh, I don't know about that one. I haven't seen that one too much. Las um, Vegas and the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. haven't seen that one either, buddy. Oh. Haven't seen that one either. 
Um, well, thank God the NFC East is not on the spotlight. Right I'll tell now, you the oh, one that's getting really oh. old, though, is uh, the Steelers. I'm getting really tired of people talking about the Steelers and gassing them up because I'm not buying it. I, I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm just I'm not believing in the Steelers at this point. Um, I think they're a good team. I certainly don't think they're better than the Rams. I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. So I don't know what the deal is with national media. Maybe it's just because it's the name. It's the Steelers and it's Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin. I don't know, but a lot of people are gassing them up. I'm getting pretty tired of that. I don't I don't get it. Um, so Yinzers, stay out of my mentions. I don't want to hear it. Um, we will look forward to talking to you guys next week. Hopefully we'll be recapping another W. So until then, thanks for listening, Rams fans. And I love doing this for Manny. Uh, Manny, whose house? Rams house, baby. That's right. (laughs)